Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, December the 27th, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we're reading from the Big Book, and we're reading in the doctor's opinion on page XXV, the fifth paragraph that begins, I personally know scores of cases through one paragraph that ends other methods have failed completely and comments will be on that one paragraph. Today's readers, and thank you for your service this morning, the 12 steps, Julie G, the 12 traditions, Karen W, readers of the text, Vanessa G, Sigrid F and Lynn S. Our newcomer greeter is Anne-Marie M. Second hour host is Ken WH and Kathy S will have announcements this morning. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, December the 26th, 2023, an updated share ID for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,973. That's 20973. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,970. That's 20970. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Julie G. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Julie G. I'm a compulsive overeater in Pennsylvania. Here are the 12 steps. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible 
except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I'm grateful to be of service and I pass. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Julie G. And I'll now ask Karen W. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Karen W. from Katy, Texas, and compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Those problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or communities directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to be of service, and I pass. Thank you, Karen W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, 
everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're in the doctor's opinion on page XXV. We'll be reading and commenting on the fifth paragraph that begins, I personally personally know scores of cases and ends other methods have failed completely. And I will ask Vanessa G to please begin reading. Good morning. Thank you everyone for being on the line this morning. My name is Vanessa G and I'm recovered in New Mexico. This is the fifth paragraph on page XXV. I personally know scores of cases who were of the type with whom other methods had failed completely. And it is that one sentence. And um, I, uh, I really am thinking this morning about how many ways, um, or how many doctors, really, I encountered along the way um, before I found um, this method of recovery. And um, this fellowship, this uh, 12-step program, um, this higher power, I, um, even, even the doctors who tried to uh, steer me into um, some type of mental um, treatment or who would help me try to find the right nutritional plan um, who would attempt to uh, send me to um, other programs that seemed to work. Um, I just had so many encounters with physicians, and I think that possibly um, my experience was maybe similar um, to the alcoholics um, who were um, searching desperately for an answer before um, Dr. Silkworth um, came up with his conceptions of entire abstinence and um, and the physical factor that was um, actually at play, and then later, you know, entering into the phenomenon of craving, and which causes us to return again and again. But um, lately, um, I've seen more acceptance of the fact that, you know, compulsive overeating or um, by itself is a disease. You know, it's been a while since I've, you know, many years now since I came to, I mean, to uh, Overeaters Anonymous and um, often saw, you know, treatments available for other forms of eating disorders um, because they were considered um, actual diseases. It's only lately that I've been able to see that um, my particular eating disorder, um, has, binge eating disorder, has been declared a disease. I find for me um, that my answer is found in the doctor's opinion. I am so grateful to have found um, a big book study that studies the doctor's opinion and really refers to it as the foundation um, for starting this program, for um, sitting um, with ourselves and determining um, how alcoholic we are with certain foods or certain ingredients. Um, it's been a lifesaver for me. And now when I go to those doctors, um, it's not, you know, oh, my God, look how much weight you've lost. It's look how much weight you've left, you know, you've left off. Um, and it's not so much that I'm a, a walking um, advertisement for my disease, but I'm a ad walking advertisement for my recovery. I'm so grateful to Dr. Silkworth. I'm grateful to Bill and Bob. 
but most of all, I'm grateful for the God that found me and brought me um, to this uh, this particular fellowship and um, and to recovery. So thank you for letting me share this morning and for opening up on uh, that particular paragraph. Thank you, Vanessa G. And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you've shared on any of the vision meetings on Monday or Tuesday, we ask you to hold back this morning. And who would like to comment on what was read? Vicky B. Alex B. Vicky. Janet B. Rivka. Hang on. Rivka. I got you, Alec. Uh, Rivka. Um, Janet. Lynn. Anybody else? Sigrid F. Sigrid, thank you. Okay, this is what I have. I have Vicky. Alec B, Rifka R, Janet B, Lynn S, Sigrid F. Vicki, if you'll give me the first initial of your last name, you're up, followed by Alec B. Yeah, this is Charles H. I said my name way before everybody, oh, but I don't know. I don't know. Charles, I didn't hear you. I hear you now. Thank you for that. Vicki? Okay. Yeah, Charles can definitely go first if he'd like. This is Vicki V. Charles, you want to go first? I'd love to listen to you share. Yeah, I just would like to hit it and quit it. Go, please. Go ahead, Charles. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Charles H., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And, um, yeah, this is the motherboard computer brain of the big book, the doctor's opinion. And in the previous, the, the previous, the previous chapter, I mean, paragraph where it says hopeless. So the methods that fail completely with me is I didn't draw a line from hopeless to recovered. And also, you know, we have people that come on uh, the line with a bright idea saying I could, I could start getting abstinent after doing a fourth step. I could stand on my head. I could jump in. All that, all that dumb stuff, right? Like, and, and, and the doctor's opinion talks about getting abstinent first. You know, and then and then you know, letting the cat out the bag in a couple of paragraphs is going to say we should you should have you're going to be in a fog, right? You're going to be in a fog for 48 to 72 hours. So, you know, work with somebody after that point if they are still abstinent. You know, we can give suggestions, but we you know, show me what you did. Don't tell me what to do. And and a lot of big book thumpers and authoritative figures like to you know, shove this book down people's throats. Um, and, and that's not, and, 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 and I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it tall. This ain't the only way, right? This ain't the only way, but it is a good way, right? So in the course of his third treatment, so we're talking about Bill. Bill didn't get it right away. Bill got it after years of suffering, years of, you know, not being desperate. You know, we hear that willingness is overrated. So it says in the course of his third treatment, he, 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 he acquired certain ideas. He acquired those ideas from Eddie. You know, Eddie came in, into the town's hospital with a book called Variety of Religious Experiences. That means not one way, not, not you know, sending 10% to, to a, a, a congregation 
you know, on a weekly basis. It's a variety, different ways. Even that book talks about different ways to get to God. There's not just one way to get to God. So if I'm hopeless and I do all these things in that previous paragraph, then I could recover. But the hit is i got to continue to do this. This is progress, not perfection. And I just wanted to check in real quick to let you all know I ain't check out and I'm here. I'm just listening. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Charles H. I'm sorry I didn't hear you the first time. Vicki V., you're up, followed by Alec B. Hi, thank you so much. Vicki V. here from Long Island, New York, compulsive overeater. Um, you know, not yet recovered. Uh, my sponsor reminded me yesterday that recovery is not just about what I'm putting in my mouth. It's my, my abstinent behaviors. And this sentence really speaks to me about hopeless and hopeful. Um, sure, I know scores of people, but it, I mean, what does it matter what they tried and didn't try? I had no idea this help was out there, that there was a solution, that there was a doctor's opinion, that there was a blank mental blank spot. I just thought uh, my will was not strong enough. And and anybody who know, who's known me my whole life, they all say, wow, you have such a strong will, and look at you. You take such good care of yourself. You don't know the secret me. None of you will ever know the secret me, you know, my normies, right? You guys get me. We talk about hopelessness and the things that have happened in our lives when we touch base over, uh, you know, phone calls and outreach calls, and we laugh at the misery of our lives because how could we be so different yet so the same? I had no idea. The mental blank spot that was just spoke about, you know, spoken about, yeah, I got a great meal plan. It's good, wholesome food that makes me feel amazing, but I've got a mental blank spot that can be brought on by fear, excitement, resentment, driving. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, every single day I wake up and I've got to give it over to God. Again, working with fellows and a sponsor, they give me, you know, ideas and suggestions that have worked for them, that have been working, you know, since Bill and, and Bill tried and failed so many times. I am never a failure. Even I'm back from a relapse, and I don't, I don't see myself as a failure. I'm, I know what to do. I know where the road is, and I got to come back and do what you guys tell me to do. Do what the big book says. Shut up and let God run my life. So that's what I'm going to try and do today. As a friend of mine who I happen to know is on this meeting, I will surrender. Thank you for letting me share, and have a great day. Thank you, Vicki V. And Alec B., you're up, followed by Rifka R., Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Alec B. from St. Louis, Missouri. Happy holidays. I wish peace and, and abstinence for every person. Um, yeah, I'm a uh, compulsive overeater and restrictor. I've recovered for today, uh, thanks be to God. And, you know, this just strikes me. I think the methods, right? How many methods? Because that's my whole life. I think about when I was a kid and my parents, you know, bought me Dance Dance Revolution, so I would exercise. And then a wee. And then, uh, you know, the video game system to make you move. And then uh, exercise bike. And then eventually sent me to a weight loss camp. Right? And, and that was just as a kid, and, and none of it really worked. Um, and then as an adult, after years of grazing and overeating, uh, I ended up trying a method that, that worked in the sense of getting me uh, to lose weight, which, which I call unspiritual abstinence, which I just had before I knew anything about program. I decided to cut out all those things, you know, all those things. Um, and yeah, right. I lost weight. I lost a whole hell of a lot of weight in 
in in a few months and it was unhealthy and it was not spiritual and it didn't work it didn't work truly it didn't bring me to recovery because even after losing that weight i was more obsessed than ever i was more stuck in my mind about my weight about the scale about my body about the food than ever and then eventually that non-spiritual abstinence as it always will fell apart and i and the binging came back worse than ever and it was so painful to have that cycle then of horrible binges and then starving that led me to this program um and even when i started this program i tried to do other ways around it i found a food plan uh uh, uh through a book that i bought um and it was a food plan I thought, oh this is perfect and I, my, my first sponsor didn't know my food plan was and so i just did this book and 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 it was actually according to the book it was for a woman of five feet and, and four inches. I'm a man of six feet. And I thought in the insanity of this disease, oh, this is a great food plan for me. I'll just keep this plan. And of course that failed. And, and, and then every other method that I tried um, failed. Every book, I bought all these books, I listened to all these podcasts, they failed, they failed, they failed. Because the only solution is to surrender the control I have over my life, to recognize that I'm the actor who wants to run the show. And yet, I am not the director. God is the director. And when I could surrender to that, when I could surrender to this program and realize that I'm not different than any of you, that I don't need to do it less, I don't need to not make the phone calls or not uh, do the fourth step or not be as honest or not have a real food plan or not on both hands, both I can't overeat and I can't undereat. Both of those are breaks in abstinence. When I realized that for me, I had to do it the same as everyone else and give myself fully to this program, and surrender on a daily basis to my God of love, that's when I could enter in and that's when recovery could happen. And and it's a daily journey. It's a daily waking up and turning to prayer and saying, all right, here I am, God, and I give you my control. I, you know, receive, Lord, and take my liberty and my understanding and my will and, and take it and only your love and your grace is enough for me, regardless of my will, regardless of the food, regardless. And with that, uh, God gave me freedom and I'm so grateful to be here. Alex B. from St. Louis. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Alec B. And Rifka R., you're up, followed by Janet B. Hi, good morning, uh, everyone. It's Rifka R., gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Baltimore. Thank you so much for your service. Um, yeah, the line, other methods had failed completely. So I will never solve this food problem using any kind of self-reliant measures that focus on food because that certainly doesn't address the real problem. Um, I went to psychologists uh, and a psychiatrist and even a psychic, like always looking for that elusive insight that would cure this obsession. I started dieting at nine, um, the Stolman diet, the grapefruit diet, the cabbage diet, this diet, that diet, the pay and wave. I, I took diet pills at age 12. I wasn't even that overweight at that point, maybe 10 or 15 pounds, but I felt like a freak. And I always told myself the same lie over and over again, that I, if I just lose the weight, this time I'll keep it off. But but dieting was like, like holding my breath underwater, like a mosquito bite is perfect analogy. You, you know that mosquito bite that drives you absolutely crazy until you scratch it, but, think, but you only get a few symptoms of relief while you're scratching, and then the itching gets more intense. Like that's the way this incessant craving felt. 
and and the craziness in my head, not just about food, but about other people's body sizes. Like if if you were fatter than me, I would feel better about myself. Or I'd see a thin woman, and the first thought that would pop into my head was, oh, her her husband must really love her. Or people wearing the you know those tight leggings, if they were skinny, I'd think, how did God create such skinny thighs? Or seeing a thin person eating an ice cream, I'd say, how do you do that and stay thin? I had no problem saying that there was something very strange about me and my relationship with food. I felt like some kind of like alien, like some Martian looking like a normal eater. Like I never understood how, how could people eat such small portions and be satisfied. Like, I mean, serving sizes, like on, you know, on the package, that was a joke, like half a cup. I mean, a baby eats half a cup. How do you eat one bowl of cereal for breakfast or one sandwich for lunch? Like, I, during COVID, I was I was on a college campus to visit one of my kids, and and um, it was COVID. They couldn't eat in the dining room, so the students had to pick up their food and take it back to their dorm rooms to eat it. And I watched incredulously as like all these students carried like one small box styrofoam container, and I'm like, how does that work? Like, I would need ten of those at least. Normal people eat and get satisfied, and I eat and get hungrier. I went to an acupuncturist once for weight loss, and he was going to put needles in my ears that I was supposed to walk around with for a week with these needles in my ears. And he said, what do you eat for breakfast? And and I'm thinking, breakfast? Like, that's when I start eating. So I made, I lied. I made up something that sounded, you know, like <laughs> reasonable. Uh, I, I, and I used, I used to hope I would get some terrible disease. Maybe that would stop me. But even then I knew, like, in my heart of hearts, like, no, that wouldn't even stop me. Like, I'd just be anxious and eat more. So I just want to thank, thank God. Yeah, I'll just finish with this, that, 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 that God in this program freed me from such an obsession and distorted way of living. And what a relief. It's so worth it. So with that, I pass. And have a wonderful day. Thanks. Thank you, Rivka R. And Janet B., you're up, followed by Lynn S. Hi, good morning. This is Janet B., recovered in North Carolina, formerly of New Jersey. So what a cool paragraph. It says he knows all these people who are of the type that other methods have failed. So he must have a method in mind that didn't fail, that actually worked. And I think it's actually pretty cool that this is Roman numeral 25. And the method that I believe he's talking about that works is on regular page 25. Because the paragraph starts like this. The great fact is justice and nothing less. Like, guys, we should settle for nothing less than this, that we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences, which have revolutionized. I love that word, like a revolution, a total change. What is, what's the total change in? Our whole attitude about life, our fellows, and God's universe. And then this, this beautiful sentence, which is the heart of the method that works. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives or into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. And he, our creator, has accomplished those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. That is the solution. That is the only method that they are for a real deal alcoholic or compulsive eater like me that I have to have God come in and do a renovation job on my heart because at my root, right, the root of our illness, selfishness and self-centeredness. 
God basically has to come in and do a root transplant. And he does. He enters our hearts and lives in a miraculous way. And I believe that this illness of compulsive eating can only live in soul soil that has roots of selfishness and self-centeredness. But if God gives me a root transplant and changes my roots so that I'm other-centered and God-centered, then the illness of compulsive eating absolutely can't live there. So how do I get this? Because it says we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences, not we did it ourselves. And our 12th step just says it beautifully. Having had a spiritual experience or a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So that is the method. I work these 12 simple but not always easy steps, and I am guaranteed that God will come into my heart and rewire everything so that I'm free of compulsive eating and that my life can be a miracle. And that is a proven formula for everyone who wants to do it. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janet B. And Lynn S., you're up, followed by Sigrid F. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Vision. My name is Lynn S., recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. And you know what? We're reading this paragraph, this one sentence, and my heart is just melting with the experience, um, you know, that this amazing, amazing spiritual answer, spiritual solution has given me. And I, I saw myself sitting on this bench in downtown Toronto with the big book in my hand, and I'm reading it. And there's a drunk asleep from me on the other end of the bench. And I'm just sitting there in so much awe and wonder that all those things I tried for the first 36 years of my life, from two and a half years old or however old where food was being withheld from me but given to others because I could not stop once I started, even then even then, and all those years of trying so desperately hard and miserable and giving up and losing 100 pounds at 16, and then the next 20 years was the yo-yo of up and down and up and down and up and down and around and doctors and psychiatrists and operations and starving and binging and all that stuff, so earnestly done until I couldn't do anything anymore. And it got to the point where no matter what I put in my mouth, I could not stop eating after I did that, whether it was a diet, salt-free Triscuit with low-fat cheese or a whole cheesecake. Once I started eating, I could not stop. And to come into a meeting and even before then, being touched by God in some weird way, but come into a meeting and hear this miraculous spiritual solution. And thank God, I kind of got zapped overnight. And, and that was it. That was it for me. This method, this spiritual solution 
having God relieve the desire to binge, unheard of. I always knew I could be thin. I'd been thin a hundred times, but I couldn't stay thin and I didn't even want to be thin anymore. I just wanted to, I couldn't stop eating. What an incredible gift this program is. What hope, what a remember when to sit on the bench, me on one end, a drunk on the other, and know the connection between us. And it's God. I am so grateful for this program. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn S. And Sigrid F., please share with us. Good morning. Excuse me, Sigrid F. Before you go on, uh, could you tell me what page you're reading from and how, how, how long you went? Page XXV, the fifth paragraph. That one sentence, I personally know scores of cases and, and other methods have failed completely. Sorry about that. Sigrid, please go ahead. I'm sorry. Sure. Good morning. This is Sigrid F. Recovered in South Florida. I think what struck me in the paragraph was how many times. I, and so I did do a variety of things to lose weight. Um, I went to multiple sites. Colleges, psychiatrists, I took those uh, when we were young, those diet pills that make my heart, made my heart race. But really the thing that for me was the insanity was the dieting. And I tried a number of different diets. Most of the diets I had were very healthy diets. It didn't matter. I, I always knew somehow inside I knew Surgery wasn't the answer, and yet I kept going back stubbornly to those diets because my will was going to fix this, damn it. And it wasn't until that last diet was 13 years ago, and my sister, I was lamenting about the weight I had gained again, and my sister said to me, have you ever thought of OA? And... I went online, I took the test, I got a straight A's, and then what did I do? I went back to the diet. Talk about insanity. Talk about the will run riot. I was going to make this happen. And I guess you can tell that didn't happen. But I will tell you that last time, I feel like my higher power was sitting on my shoulder and when I would overeat, I could hear the voice saying, do you see it now? You can't control this. You are powerless. Do you see it now? And I thank God for that blessing that finally I, I knew. And uh, 10 years ago, next month, I came to OA and, you know, it's, it's not it's not been a linear, perfect journey, but I will tell you this life with the steps. I've never eaten the way that I ate back then again. And I have so much, I, I have so much sanity and so grateful that I'm not anxious. I don't have that anxiety anymore. It's, I have a program to help me get rid of that buildup of human emotion each day so that I won't overeat. 
I have fellows who love me just the way I am. Program has given me more than I could ever ask for. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Sigrid F. And we are on page XXV in the doctor's opinion. We have read the fifth paragraph and comments on that one paragraph that begins, I personally know scores of cases and ends other methods have failed completely. Who else would like to share this morning? Jim S. in Toledo. Jim S. Selena M. Tina. Aziza J. Aziza J. Leslie, Leslie W. Okay. Leslie W. Mandy M. Tina. Sorry? Mandy Anietta. Terry A. People. Okay. Terry. Elise N. Elise. Anietta okay. R. Elise N. Okay. Um, who was the last person? Connie Yetta R. Connie Yetta? Hannah Yetta. C-H-A-N-A-Y-E-T-T-A. The C is silent. Connie Yetta. Okay. So this is what I have, and I might have missed someone. I have Jim S., Tina S., Elise N., Anita J., Leslie W., Terry A., and Hanita R. Selena M. Say that again, Selena. Selena M. As in mom. Selena M. We will stop there. So, Jim S., you're up, followed by Tina S. Uh, This is Jim S. in Toledo, Ohio. I finally found a way that works. When I pray, go to my room and shut the door. And my Heavenly Father, who sees in secret, rewards me openly. I have messed up over and over, trying to do it my way, and it doesn't work. I forget that I'm supposed to be abstaining, and I'll convince myself that something is okay for me to eat. And when I check on it, I find out that I'm not supposed to eat that. And then what happens normally is I start panicking. I think, oh, my God, I've messed up again. When really all I need to do is go to my higher power in a secret place, just me and him, and tell him I need help. And... He helps me. (laughs) That's amazing. And um, so I don't have to be um, a victim of my own thinking. Because my own thinking follows me up every time. So um, he's so discreet and so loving. And so accepting of whatever I'm trying to accomplish. And I have peace with that. And I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jim S. And you're up, followed by Elise N. 
Thanks so much for your service, Lisa. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great meeting. I wasn't going to share, but I couldn't help it. Uh, oh, what a what, fabulous meeting. <laughs> I heard so many, many good things. And, you know, all the all the methods that everybody has shared, I, too, have tried. You know, tells me here that they have failed completely, failed completely, you know, and you know, and personally, before I came into the rooms, I didn't really know that other people have done this same stuff. It wasn't until I came into the rooms, you know, and I did what people suggested that I do, and they told me that maybe I could be free of this, of this obsession, of this, you know, compulsion to eat um, on and on and on, or to starve on and on and on, and, you know, and maybe that this would work for me if I just give it a try, you know, and so that's what I did because, let me just tell you, like so many others, you know, it was last house on the block. Let me just, I just tried everything else, anything, all the diets. I, you know, I love, when I heard the cabbage diet, that was just, I had to laugh. You know, that was a great diet that I did all the time, you know. And bottom line is these diets worked until I stopped dieting, you know. Um, and so today, you know, I have a way of life, you know, that is, you know, just, you know, spiritual, like it has been shared. And, you know, beyond my wildest dreams, I have a life today. And I am free from this stuff. And, you know, and, and what I do is what other people have done. You know, I put one foot in front of the other. You know, I don't compulsively eat. I keep the alcoholic foods out of my body. And I work these steps the best that I can on a daily basis. You know, and I also love that was shared. This is not the only way because we do not have a monopoly on God. And so um, I just want to hear some more. So with that, I'll pass. Great meeting. Thanks. Thank you, Tina S. And Elise N., you're up, followed by Anita J. Elise, press star one. We can't hear you. Hi. Thank you for your service, and thank you to everybody for being on this line, especially those who are new or afraid to share. Um, yes, I, I've tried a lot of different things before I came to OA. I went to two different um, camps, diet camps when I was a kid. And um, there was one food plan that worked for me temporarily. Nothing else really did. Um, but but then when I st- picked up certain foods, my weight started to go up very rapidly, much more rapidly than it came down. And um, this has been the only thing that that has worked for me because um you know i have my one parent you know that was saying you know she kept saying that um i should have surgery and i you know i said like it just wouldn't work for me i mean they don't take they don't take my brain out when they take out the stomach stuff um and you know it's uh, if it's if I'm upset about something or hungry, angry, lonely, tired, if I have some kind of feelings and I eat over them, then there's nothing, there's no food plan, there's no um, surgery, there's no medication that's going to help me. The only thing that's going to help me is a transformation of my attitudes, which comes from spiritual awakening or spiritual experience. And um, I had that happen again. I was in relapse for many years. And um, I started working with a sponsor about a year ago. And it it took me a long time, about nine months, to be willing to work the fourth step. Um, But when I did, that was when 
really um I really had another spiritual awakening and I really could put down put I had been putting down the food but I had really felt that my cravings were lifted and my desire for food foods that are not healthy for me has been lifted and I'm very grateful um if anybody is having struggling out there just keep coming back don't leave before the miracle happens if you need to call me my name is Elise N and I'm on the list um it says Passaic from where I live um but you know especially if you're in relapse if you need somebody to talk to um give me a call I'm I'm a I've got a PhD in relapse and uh and I'm I'm in re, I'm recovered now thank you I pass thank you Elise N and Anita J, you're up, followed by Leslie W. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, this is Anita J. I'm recovered in Massachusetts. This is like a trip down memory lane, reading this about other methods. And, you know, I always thought, well, I'm not hurting anybody else. But I remember in the 60s, you know, I'm one of the older members here. Not smarter, older. Um, when they announced that anything that was is put into the mother's mouth while she's carrying her child goes into his bloodstream. That was not known. Of course, knowing it, it doesn't stop a person. But when my son was born, and you had to go out and you could walk and you could look at all the babies in the bassinets. Everybody's gathered around this little boy. Look at him. Look at him. He's doing push-ups in the bassinet. And you know why? I mean, we all laughed. It was because I was on by then what they call black beauties because the, the milder ones didn't work. And the, so anyway, He's doing these hyper crazy things in the bassinet and later when we found out, oh, the guilt, the guilt I felt. But I remember after he was born and the weight still wasn't coming off, I asked the doctor if I could continue to be on them. And he said, oh no, he goes, these are very dangerous. And still he didn't know, but of course, finally they knew. But anyway, God doesn't come in a pill. At least God never came in a pill for me. God came when I finally created a space within me and asked him simply to come in and lead. And uh, I'm very grateful. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Thank you, Anita J. And Leslie W., you're up, followed by Terry A. Hey, thank you so much. This is Leslie W. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Tennessee. Um, <clears throat> and I am grateful to be here and sharing on this meeting. I haven't been able to share on this meeting in quite some time um, due to my work schedule, but I just want all of you to know that I'm here with you in spirit. And and this is this meeting is where I first learned how to recover from this illness and I was recently out to dinner um, 
with someone who asked me why I use a scale to weigh my food when I'm already thin. And I responded with, well, I was once 75 pounds heavier and now I'm not. And this scale is one reason why. It's not the reason, it's just a reason. It's a part of my, it's a part of my overall, um, I guess you could call it <laughs> plan of care. You know, it's like recovery plan, whatever. When you, when you have an illness, which I do, you have to follow certain guidelines and certain steps to recover. And then you have to keep following, for me, I have to keep following those same steps. Um, and in order to stay in that state of recovery of body, mind, and spirit, and I, it's, I, I use my scale unapologetically because it is a part of my recovery plan. It is a method, it is a method that works for me. Um, there are lots of methods out there, and even within OA, we all practice this program differently in terms of how we work it. But one thing is for sure, we all follow, if we want to recover, we all follow the spiritual steps as outlined, and we have a process that we have to go through. It's, it's a process, and I hate that word, but that is what it is. Um, I hate that word because I know it's going to be painful. Anytime anybody says that word to me, I'm like, okay, here we go. Um, this is going to take a long time and it's going to be painful and it's not going to be easy. And that has been true for me in my life in the past six or seven years that I've been abstinent, seven years that I've been abstinent. It's not been easy. Um, but I... I don't regret, I have many regrets when I was eating, when I was overeating. I have not one regret of the action steps that I had taken in order to recover be, to love myself. It is how I care for myself. It is how I show respect for myself and my fellow man. And um, I think I'm going to pass with that. Thanks. Thank you. Perfect timing. Leslie W. and Terry A., you're up, followed by Hanita R. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me okay? I can. Great. Good morning, everyone. Terry A., um, com recovering compulsive overeater in Arizona. This line means so much to me, um, this sentence. I personally know scores of cases who were of the type. You know, um, I. I started working these steps and worked all of them about seven years ago. Uh, I did a very thorough job in four through nine and the, all the whole, you know, the whole 12 steps, but I did not live in 10, 11, and 12, and then eventually I left. Um, I relapsed, I went way off my food plan starting two years ago, and by God's good grace, I came back seven weeks ago this Thursday. But this time around, God really, a spotlight on the word type for me. And, you know, they cover the types at the bottom of page 20 and the top of page 21. And I really see and understand this time 
that I am of the type that my self-reliance simply will not work. I mean, the only method I used was self-reliance. And maybe the tool that I used was this diet or that diet or this diet or whatever, right? But my real method was me. And not only is my dear God now shining the light on the type of eater that I am, he is, through these steps, shining the light on how my self-reliance as a way of life has totally failed me, completely failed me. And I just, I love this word type. It is, um, it, you know, for me, it runs through all four chapters of, of step one. I need to understand, by God's grace, he has given me the ability and the sight um, and removed enough blocks for me to understand the, the powerlessness that I have because I am of this type that I cannot ingest any alcoholic ingredients or um, perform any of my alcoholic food behaviors, any of them. Um, I live by his grace in perfect abstinence. And thanks be to God, I don't just get it in my head. I get it in my gut. I get it in my heart. I really get it. And I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful for that. I'm incredibly grateful for vision. I could not get, wait to get back to vision seven weeks ago. I'm grateful for all of you on this call. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Terry A. And Hanita R., you'll be our last share this morning. You have two minutes. And Selena M., I hope you'll stay for the second hour. Hanita, please share with us. Hanita, we can't hear you. Star one. Selena, are you available? Yes, I am. Okay, you have a minute and a half. Please share with us. All right. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Selena M. I am a compulsive reader in Alberta, Canada. Um, I really, really have appreciated the share this morning. It just brings me back to, you know, when I first found program um, 12 years ago and the state I was in and not even really understanding, um, not understanding the extent of, of, um, my just, I guess the dysfunction. Um, I just knew that I was completely, uh, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, just stress struggled. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I came in just, I had tried everything. Um, and by the time I came in to program, I was, I was waking up every single morning saying, okay, today's it, today's the day that I'm going to start treating my body with respect and, um, you know, stop eating, you know, the, what the amount I was eating and the, the types of foods I was eating and I couldn't make it past 10 o'clock in the morning and I was back in the food and it was just a constant cycle. And, you know, what I learned um, very, very early on in program is that first of all, I had to be accountable for my actions and that my life, my life circumstances were because of 
my decisions and my actions and not everybody else around me. And I think that that was one of the first things that really um, helped me to be able to move forward. Um, and then, you know, and then I started learning. Okay. So um, anyway, I just, um, so, um, so grateful for this program. And today was such a good meeting for this, you know, step one and um, just to really, truly take me back to why I'm here today. So thank you, everybody. Selena M. from Alberta, Canada. Thank you, Selena M. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, December 27th, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,977. That's 20977. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Sigrid F., will you please read a, a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only through keep you until then. I certainly will. Good morning again. Sigrid F., recovered in South Florida. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of, of and meet, meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until.